It's usually one of two things that will lead you to be ready to change your child's grazing habits. Number one is that they are just constantly asking you for snacks and you're really freaking tired of that whole charade. I don't blame you. Number two is you notice that they really don't eat well at meals and or they are picky and you think that maybe the snacking is interfering with them having good meals. I'll give you a hint. It very likely is. So I'm going to share how to break out of the grazing all-day snacking habit and change the routine so that they aren't just snacking the day away. That way you don't have to have 100 snacks on hand. You can actually have a break from thinking about feeding them. Doesn't that sound nice? They will be more likely to eat what you make at meals and you'll feel better about their diet overall. It may even improve constipation too if that's something they tend to struggle with. I'm Casey Barnes. This is Feeding Toddlers Made Easy. I'm your registered dietitian, nutritionist, mom friend who is here to share nutrition and feeding tips that you can actually implement in the challenging toddler days. Because it's pretty much the Wild West out there in toddler land. At least, it has been in my house. The attitude, the tantrums, the behaviors, it can be a lot. I'm just tired thinking about it. So this podcast and all the resources on MomandKnowsNutrition.com are here to at least make the mealtime part less of a challenge. Please follow the podcast if it sounds like this is something for you. If you're still on the fence of whether or not you should actually quit the grazing habit, I'm telling you, your day is going to go so much smoother. They're going to eat better at meals, and it's best for their bodies too. The digestive system is at its best when it has breaks and is not just cranking it out all day long, so it's really beneficial for their system to get a rest, which means more than two hours between eating opportunities. Anytime that you're changing a routine or a habit, you really need to make it as easy as possible on yourself because you're more likely to go the path with the least resistance, especially if you're tired. And I know I've been tired for the last seven freaking years, aka how long I've been a mom. You don't need to go get more willpower. You're not going to find it anywhere. So you're much more likely to set yourself up for success by doing a little bit on the front end so that grazing is no longer the easiest path for the day. Luckily, toddlers love routine and being able to predict and understand how the day is going to go. So Even though you're going to be changing the routine, they will still generally respond positively to the existence of a predictable routine. The way that it will become predictable is that you're going to tell them and show them exactly what is going to happen in their day, and you can reference it as often as necessary throughout the day. So let me explain. You can make a visual schedule. I have a link to download my template for this in the show notes. And by visual, I mean that it's going to have pictures to represent each major portion of the day. Don't worry, it does not need to be a minute-by-minute play-by-play. I'll walk you through an example. And this can literally be like stick figure drawings. You can draw at the same skill level as a three-year-old, or you can use graphics like on Canva if you would like. But in the past with my kids, I've done just like stick figure type drawings and they still get it. You don't need to be an artist. I mean, my daughter, who she just turned four, but her drawings, like, they look nothing like what she tells me they are, and that's fine. That's normal for her age, but, like, she's cool with it. As long as she knows what it is, we're good. So you'll draw a picture of, like, a cup and a bowl for breakfast time. 
then draw out what activity comes next. Maybe it's playtime at home, so you draw blocks, and then you draw a banana to show snack time. And then under that, you draw a car to show you're going out for errands. You get the gist of it. Maybe draw a sandwich and grapes to show lunchtime, then their crib or their bed for nap time or rest time, etc. So it's really just giving them that loose plan of the day. You can even just do it through, say, lunchtime or nap time if you don't really know what's coming after that. That's okay. And the schedule can change, but the point is that we want to have this general roadmap in place and they know what is coming. This is going to help curb the grazing, so I'll get into all of that. But you really need to have this first in place. The template that I have made that you can use has three main meals plus the morning and afternoon snack, and then it has gaps in between for whatever activities you have that day. If you're going to use that sheet or make your own, just laminate it. You can buy these like self-laminating sheets that just peel and stick on. I'll link those in the show notes too. There's no machinery needed. You literally just stick it on the piece of paper. So that way you can use the template every day and just wipe it off to start a new day. Like I said, it's okay if you don't know the entire day's plans, at least maybe through lunchtime, and make sure that they are aware that you will not forget snack time. It is on the schedule and they don't need to worry. Sometimes kids, if they do not already have a very predictable routine in place, they kind of get a little bit anxious about like, well, when am I going to get to eat again? Do I need to ask for it? Or is mom going to take care of that or whatever caregiver I'm with? So you're really helping them by showing them that like you've got this covered. You're going to take care of it. Now, when they inevitably ask for a snack before it's snack time, you just refer back to the daily schedule and show them what still needs to happen. It's still playtime right now, but after we clean up the blocks, then it will be snack time. Or even, I'll set a timer so it beeps at snack time so you know when it's time. Another tip if they're asking and it's not snack time yet is to allow them to choose what they will have at snack time so they feel more in control. It's not snack time just yet. I know you're really looking forward to it. Let's pick what you're going to have. Would you like yogurt or apple slices with peanut butter? I want blueberry yogurt. Okay, I'm going to write it down right here on a piece of paper, on your phone, it doesn't matter, so that we won't forget. That's more for their benefit, just to feel heard about their desire and for them to feel secure in knowing that you're going to take care of it. The general meal and snack schedule that I recommend is three meals and two snacks with a possible bedtime snack if there's about two hours or more between dinner and bedtime. I don't want you to eliminate snacks altogether because for toddlers and preschoolers, it's important for them to get an eating opportunity about every three hours so that they can get the full nutrition they need for the day. It's very challenging and rare for them to be able to eat all the calories they need in three square meals and no snacks at this age. And when I say at this age, I mean even up through grade school, they're going to usually need at least one snack opportunity. So while it could be tempting to just say to heck with it on the snacks, I do still want them to have one. It does not need to be just snacky foods at every snack though. You can absolutely serve more meal type foods at snacks if you have the capacity to do that. There's no rules against that. It's more about getting in those eating opportunities at those time intervals. In fact, I really like for them to have something like a protein and or a fat option and a fruit or a vegetable at snack time to help them get all their produce servings in the day 
and that protein or the fat is going to help with making them more full. If you want more info on what the meal and snack schedule should look like, go ahead and listen to episode number 15. It's called the 12-month feeding schedule or check out the one-year-old feeding schedule blog post. I will link it in the show notes. This schedule still applies if they're two or three or four. It's mainly their naps that are going to change from what you see in the schedule. And you'll be able to shift the times of meals a bit. But at one year old is when you really switch from the baby schedule to the toddler table food schedule. So that's why I emphasize one year old in those posts. It's really just that is the starting age for this new schedule. You might get there a little bit before one, but that's around the time. With this meal and snack schedule in place, there is a possibility that they won't eat their snack or their meal or they won't eat more than a few bites and they may complain about wanting something else. If they are not eating, listen to episode 14 for tips on how to handle it. I'll also link that in the show notes. But the short answer to the problem is that you still stick to the meal and snack routine even if they choose not to eat at one of those opportunities. You are not starving them. I promise you. Starving them would be if you didn't regularly provide meal and snack opportunities. You are offering, so you do not need to feel bad about it. You can shimmy the schedule a little so that you move lunchtime earlier, for example, if they decline their morning snack and you can tell they're getting really hungry. That is totally fine. But don't throw up your hands and throw a snack at them whenever they say they're hungry because then they won't be hungry at meals and they won't be more flexible about what you serve and they will think that the rules don't apply to them. I don't want that for you. Let's recap. You're using the daily visual schedule to guide the day, not your toddler's whims or random requests for snacks. You direct them right back to the schedule and show them when snack time is coming and ensure them that you will not forget. This is while you're transitioning away from grazing. You might not need to use this schedule all the time. You might choose to use it a majority of the time because you find that it helps the day go more smoothly. But I'm just telling you, it really works wonders to have the schedule to be in charge. It takes the pressure away from you when they say, I want a snack, and you feel their demand, their urgency. It can be hard not to take that in and feel like you need to make them happy. But you can simply say, ah, the schedule says it's not time quite yet. I know it's hard to wait. And then you move on. It's the closest I get to feeling like a magician as a parent when you like successfully diffuse the toddler situation with very little effort. Big win. That's all today, my friend. This was a short one, just helping you feel empowered to break that grazing habit. If you do, I want to hear about it. Send me a DM on Instagram. Tell me about it. I 100% want to cheer you on in this parenting win. Did you like this episode? Make sure to follow Feeding Toddlers Made Easy. I just noticed that it doesn't say subscribe on Apple Podcasts anymore. So now it's follow. Follow, leave me a five-star rating and review. It helps other parents find the podcast and it makes me feel good. I'll be honest. Okay, chat with you next time. Bye.